Welcome to the RAF Mildenhall Protestant Parish Podcast. As you prepare your heart to receive today's word, we pray that you are encouraged, inspired, and uplifted. team. Hallelujah. They are such a blessing. Wouldn't you agree? Thank you, Suzette and team. You guys are amazing. Uh, you may be seated in his presence and just get this part out of the way real quick. Uh, my beautiful mother is sitting in the back next to the beautiful Miss Iris. Can y'all give her a wave back there? She yeah, she is in town. She made it safe and sound, and she's having a blast. We wore her out yesterday in London with all the walking, but she is alive and well. And well, I have an assignment uh, that the Lord has placed upon my heart. Um, and to me, uh, this is not uh, a normal message. Um, because even as I was studying, um, I saw my heart um, and and my character and the way that I see things and people begin to change uh, even as I studied. So this was, this actually started out as a personal study, but then the Lord told me to share it uh, with you guys. So this is very personal to me, but uh, God told me to share it. So I'm going to do just that. Before we begin, I want you to kind of participate with me uh, as we go together in prayer. I want you to pray uh, for everyone around you. Uh, in the next few moments, I want you to pray for them. I want you to listen as you pray to God as to what you feel they may need. And I promise you, I promise you that if you do that, the Lord will speak uh, from this pulpit to the hearts uh, of his people. Amen. So as I pray a lot, I want you to physically pray for those people around you uh, and, and pray for them as if you needed prayer. Because the reality is how many of us need prayer right now? We just, we need some, we need God to intervene on something. So uh, we just want to begin to pray. So we begin praying right now for the people around you right there. We already got a shout. Hallelujah. So let's begin to pray. Father eternal God, we thank you for those people that are here today, God, that you make no mistakes. You make no mistakes, Father God, that everything you do is always intentional and on purpose. So the fact that we are here, God, there is something that you have to say, you desire to say to our hearts, to uplift, to empower, to, to stretch us, to help us to increase our faith, God. There's something that you're going to do in this house, God. So I thank you for my neighbor around me, that you will fulfill Every single desire that is of you, oh God, that you will answer every prayer, God, for them today. Now, God, I ask personally that you will use me as your manservant, and as always, I know what you've shared with me privately for the God. Now, God, that I, I ask that you will speak to the people publicly, that you will give me divine revelation. Even as I'm up here right now, I give you the liberty for the God to use me any way you see fit, use all of me in this moment. In Jesus' name, let the church of God's people say amen. Amen. We're going to go uh, straight to uh, the text. Uh, to, to, I'm going to give you the title up front. Uh, we're, we're talking from the thought, feeding from the flow. Feeding from the flow. 
we're coming from Psalms 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. And I will be reading from the English Standard Version. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law, that word translated is also instructions of the Lord. And on his law or instructions, he meditates, think about, ponders on, reflects on day and night. Uh, here is our, our main verse. He is like a tree planted by the streams. Everybody say streams. Don't forget the S. Thank you for the S's. Thank you. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither in all that he does. He prospers in all that he does which means he has a responsibility. We'll get to that in just a moment. Feeding from the flow. This word flow simply means to move along or out steadily in a current stream. If you think about it, there are things in our lives that, that flows without permission. They just flow. Life just happens. Things just pop up. Accidents happen. There's hard days. There's great days. These are things that flows into our lives daily. People flow in and out of our lives. Situations flow in and out of our lives. There's a flow that's always happening in our lives. When you wake up, in the morning, there's a flow that happens. You get up, you brush your teeth, I pray, and then you get yourself ready and you go to work. You have a, a flow that you go through every single day. We live by a flow. And if you think about it, the flow also feeds us. It makes up the things we believe. It makes up how we interact and react the things that happen to us, the things that flow to us, sometimes and oftentimes feed our ideals and the way that we handle life. It also has the power to make up the way that we think, the decisions that we make, and how we treat people. Better still, how we view or relate to God. I want you to consider this. Genesis 2.8, now... As I go further, I want you to lean in and really listen uh, because it gets real intimate and personal for me starting right now. Genesis 2, 8, English Standard Version, this is what it says. This is so powerful. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. Everybody say in the east. I have it highlighted. And there he put the man whom he had formed. I'm going to read that again. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east. And there he put a man who he had formed. Where did he put him? 
in the garden. Thank you. You're listening. He put him in the garden. Where's the garden? In the east. This word, this term, this little short phrase, in the east, it's not only symbolic, but it's also literal. This means that God literally separated the garden from everything else that he created. The garden did not cover all of what he created. That's why it gives you a specific location. It says in the east. Which means when it was separated, he put this place in the place of separation. It also means that this was a holy place. Somebody say holy place. A place in the east. Watch this. Just for Adam. I don't want you, I know oftentimes we read this about in Genesis and we, we speed through it. But I want you to consider that when you read all of chapter 1 of Genesis, he did all of that. For one man. Before he was even created. He made all the provisions that Adam would ever need. And then he put some smack dab in the middle of all the things he would ever need. So Adam didn't have a prayer that he had to wait on the answer. Matter of fact, Adam didn't have to pray. Because... It was already provided for. The answer was there before he even thought about it. He had no issues. He had no concerns because he's in the place that is holy, the place that is separated, the place that God had planted him. He planted him in the garden. The garden. This is a place where not only his needs were met, but they were met in abundance. Who? In abundance, every single thing he ever could want was in abundance. Can you just sit with that for a moment? It was in abundance. He had more than he could even see or need. It was in abundance. Verse 10 says this, a river flowed out of Eden to, the, to water the garden. And there it divided and became four rivers. I don't want you to miss it. It was one river that divided, it was one river rather, that was there and intended to feed the garden. This river had a flow. You will not come again, you will not come up on any river in this world and not see the river flowing. And rivers have a steady flow. And they had the natural tendency to feed its surroundings. But you gotta be by the river. It divided, this one river was divided into how many parts? Four parts. I don't want you to miss where we're getting ready to go. It was divided into four streams of provision. First of all, let's not forget what Adam is. Adam is in Eden, which not coincidentally, but on purpose, it means a place of pleasure. So Adam is in a place of pleasure where the force, this one stream splits into four streams of provision. Now, let me go a little bit further than that. The number four in biblical numerology means all seasons. So God understood and knew he had to set up a thing that will cover Adam in every season of his life. That, that no matter what, season he was in, Adam would find himself being provided for 
and blessed and filled and experiencing the pleasure of God because he's in a holy place. Now watch this. Let's go a little bit further. Are you ready? Buckle up. In this place of satisfaction and enjoyment, watch what God does. The first name of the river, the first river is named Pisan or Pison. It means increase. This place was also surrounded by gold and other uh, very expensive and very unique jewels or stones. Pison, it means increase. Everybody say increase. Thank you, class. The second river is Gihon. It means bursting forth. The third river, river is Heidekel, which means rapid. And the last river, Euphrates, means fruitfulness. So watch what God does. So in this place of pleasure, God brings about increase. And he's showing you, watch, this is what he's showing you, that increase is bursting, bursting forth rapidly, producing much fruit. Did y'all catch it? I'm going to read it again. In this place of pleasure, God brings about increase that is bursting forth, rapidly producing much fruit. Going deeper than that, the stream, the one stream that split into four, the main source, is representative and symbolic of Jesus. So when you are connected to Jesus, you don't just get just him he gives you streams and that will meet your needs in every season of your life. It comes, watch this, steadily. It doesn't stop. It can't stop. It won't stop because it's not designed to stop. Now, in your life, in mine, when it seems to stop, it's only because you left the place that he planted you. Hmm. Okay, okay, I'm getting excited. Okay, so Psalms, Psalms, let's go back to Psalms 1 through 3. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation, and I'm going to try to bring a little bit more revelation to this. Uh, he, watch what it says in Psalms, uh, in Psalms 1 through 3, in chapter 1, New Living Translation. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with the mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing much fruit. Here it is in each season. I want you to note that it does not say some seasons. It doesn't say uh, that God, I give you the implication that God is sometimey. It says each season. Well, this is a hard season right now for me. It's that season right there. Well, well things are not kind of lining up how I thought they would line up that season too. He says each season, their leaves will never wither and they prosper in all they do. So let's tie it up and put a bow on it. So when you plant, when you don't plant yourself in a place where you follow the advice of or hanging around sinners, when you don't join in with the mockers, but rather 
take pleasure in the instructions of the Lord, focusing your mind on his will and his purpose for your life. This is the how, because you got to have practicality with this. I just can't keep telling you he's going to do it in every season, thinking you're just going to sit, sit on, your, on your log and wait in the by and by. No, you can't wait in the by and by. There is a responsibility that you and I have. There is a how to this. And how, the how is you have to be fed from the flow. You have to be fed by the river. So where he planted you, even when you look, thank you, Lord, even when you look in Genesis and he does all this, he creates Eden for Adam, Adam had the responsibility to tend the garden, the holy place. He had a little work to do. It wasn't a lot of work. It was just a little work, and it was easy work. It was sweatless work until he, you already know. But it was sweatless work. He had a responsibility. That's why the Bible says work out your own soul salvation. You have work to do. You just can't sit there and wait for God to do something. No, you have to make one move and he'll make ten. But you have to till the ground where you are and deepen your walk with God and keep feeding from the flow because it's not enough to take one sip and think that's going to last you. You need as much of him as possible. He wants to drench you with his presence. That's why he planted you in a place that if you choose to stay, you will always be flowing in the river and the favor of God. <sighs> okay, maybe that's not enough. Let's go a little bit further. Your healing is in the flow. Now, I'm not talking about just physical healing. Your mental healing, when times get stressed, it's in the flow. It's in the word. Uh, uh, your, your, your success is in the flow. If you want to find out how to have true success. So success is not having money or things. Success is fulfilling the will of God and blessing him by helping others. That's success. And if you want to do that with ease, you need to get in the flow. Somebody say get in the flow. Your provision is in the flow. Now I know right there you heard provision and you thought, you thought money, you thought finances. No, your provision is in the flow. Some of you just need more love. Some of you just need more peace. It's in the flow. It's in the flow. It's in the flow. Some of you just need a peace of mind. It's the type of peace that surpasses all understanding. It's in the flow. And if you just get and stay where God has planted you, you will find yourself getting your flow on. In other words, in every season of your life, as long as you remain where he planted you, Adam, and follow the instructions and not run from the place of provision, you will see the fruit. But here is the dilemma. Your fruit is tied to the place of your feeding. Here's the thing about fruit. We all produce it. We all produce it. But the kind of fruit that falls off of you will bring about one of two things, favor or failure. The kind of fruit. We all produce it. And what you produce is tied to what's been feeding you. And what falls off of you is going to end up in one or two categories. Favor, the grace of God, the blessings and hand of the Lord being exposed in and on your life or failure. Because you left the place of a proper feeding. You've been eating the wrong things. You're supposed to be dieting, but you keep eating chocolate cake for breakfast. 
which is not a bad idea in some cases, but as I pro- proceed. A tree cannot keep the fruit it produces. It has to let it go in order to produce more. You have love to give, but if you hold on to it, you will then stifle what God has intended to bless not only others, but also bless you. You have kindness to give, but if you choose to release it because of what somebody did to you the last time you let kindness go, you will stifle the blessing not only for others, but for you. Uh, if you hold on to just simply being kind, you have, you've seen the signs, be kind. Right. If you just hold on to simply being kind because the last time you was kind, they let you down and it took advantage of you. If you hold on to it, you don't you don't hurt them. You hurt you. A tree cannot keep the fruit that it produces. It has to let it go. And I want to announce to you right now, let it go. Love again. Be kind again. Just be nice. Stop being mean. There's no reason for that season. Let it go. Somebody say, let it go. I hear Elsa and Anna rolling right now. Fruit, watch this. Fruit that comes from Eden, the place where God has planted you, who I'm getting excited, is his, in his presence where all provisions are made, is life-giving. So here's the question. What kind of fruit is falling from you? Here's the announcement. The fruit is falling. Whether you realize it or not, it's falling. What kind of fruit is falling from you? Is it living fruit or is it dead fruit? Is it bitterness? Is it judgment? Is it anger? Do you gossip a lot? Uh Uh-oh. I just felt somebody move their toes. Are you inconsiderate? Is it falling from you? Are you just plain old mean? Is it nasty? Do you you make a mockery of people? Are you a troublemaker? What kind of fruit is falling from you? When I see what kind of fruit is falling from you, it tells me what's been feeding you. It tells me that you've been planting yourself in spaces and places that God did not put you. And then you want to cry out to him and say, Lord, help. Well, I did. I put you in Eden, the place of pleasure. I gave you four streams to help you in every season. So it's not my fault that you're experiencing what you're experiencing. And we have a tendency just as human beings oftentimes to forget our spirituality. and We want to put everything that's our fault on God. It was that woman you gave me. It wasn't her. I gave you the instruction. That's what you should have been meditating on. Can I move on? What kind of fruit? Or is it, or is it compassion? Does compassion fall off of you? Does, does love fall off of you? Do you carry the spirit of a peacemaker? Does, is it falling off of you? Do you carry joy? Is joy falling off of you? Is encouragement falling off of you? Is care and concern falling off of you? Are you genuine? Is it falling off of you? What is falling off of you? Better yet, what is feeding you? Hmm. Side note, 
the fruit exposes the root. I don't want you to miss that. The fruit will expose what's done in the dark. The fruit exposes the place that you've been feeding from. It exposes what you do that you don't think anybody's looking. Oh, it's going to come out in the, in the light. The fruit exposes the root. But you don't have to worry about what's being exposed if you stay planted. Where he plants you, where he planted you. Watch this, John 15, 5, Jesus. This is Jesus talking. I should have put it in red. He says this, I, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Here it is again. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Apart from him, you can't do nothing. Period. There was a period after that word nothing. You can do nothing. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, that word remain also means to abide, remain, stay, live, rest in him. And I in them, y'all know my favorite verse, 2 Corinthians 2.16, 2.17, he is joined to the Lord as one spirit with him. When you stay in him, he says, you'll bear much fruit. And you can do nothing apart from me. But watch what it says in John 15.6. Listen, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away. This is New Testament. This ain't old. Is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burned. Look at somebody and tell them, don't get burned. You better tell somebody, don't you get burned. Don't you get burned. Don't get burned because you're not planted in the right place. Because life has a tendency to burn us, doesn't it? See, see, the three Hebrew boys, when they were thrown into the fiery furnace, the only reason why they didn't get burned, and they should have, because their situation said that they should have been burned to crisp. But the reason why is because they were planted with Jesus. See, it doesn't matter how hot the fire is. When you're with Jesus, you can sit in the middle of the sun and still feel his cool breeze breathing on you because you're planted in the right place. In every season, you're blessed. So don't get burned. Feed from the flow of living water. And when you remain planted, which by the way, the word planted means to be established, to be in a fixed position. You don't have to go to the flow. The flow will come to you. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody right here. When you remain planted, walk outside right now, even look out the windows and you show me, you show me a tree moving and walking around. If you see one, I'm out that door. You will not see a tree move itself from where it's planted. He says in our scripture text, and for, in, in Psalms 1, 1 through 3, it tells us to be planted and remain planted, be like a tree. Trees don't move. So why are you moving in and out of the presence of God? Why would you move from the place where he says you're going to stay blessed? Why would you move? Because your friends move? 
because the situation arrived. No, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stay right there because it's not meant for you to go to it. The river is designed to flow to you. And I want to tell somebody here right now, you've been faithful. You've been doing everything that God has put in your heart to do. You've been trying to be the best husband, the best leader, the best friend, the best wife, the best person you can be for God. You really try your hardest. I want to tell you, keep doing it because the flow is coming. It's coming. It's on its way. It's on its way. It's around the corner. And I don't care what season you're in, the flow is on its way. It is designed to feed you over and over and over again. And it will never stop flowing. The flow don't stop. All you got to do is stay planted and the flow will come to you. Praise team, I'm about to close. The flow will come to you. I like, I like, the, way, I like the way Jeremiah, Jeremiah puts it like this. Uh, in, in 17 verse 8, I'm reading New Living Translation. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Doesn't faze them. Their leaves stay green. Oh boy, here we go, guys. And they never stop producing fruit. I underlined it for you right there on the screens. It says, and they never stop producing. That, that, that part right there, they, they, they never stop producing. I'm going to love the unlovable because I can't stop. I, I'm going to accept the rejected because, because I can't stop producing. I, I'm going to pray for my enemy because I can't stop and I won't stop feeding from the flow of the river of God. You've been designed to stay planted in him. Adam was never designed to live his life outside of the presence of the Lord. And just because you're in the presence of the Lord doesn't mean times are not going to get hard. It doesn't mean that things won't get a little tough. But it does mean in the hard times, he says, my yoke is easy. My burdens are light. It's not, it's not where you started, it's where you finished. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I understand what, where you are. I see you. But you can still have joy in pain. I, I hear the song in my head, but I'm not going to do it. You can still have joy in pain. You can still have peace in the noise. Your smile confuses people. Because you should be crying, but yet you feel the joy of the Lord all the time. And you need to tell them and be a testimony. I'm smiling, not because of what's happening to me. Because what you can't see is I'm planted in something that's feeding me. I'm not dependent on my friends or my spouse or my children or outside circumstances to make me happy or to give me joy or to feed me. Those things are great and they are fine and I accept them when they come. But what's the source, this is the thing, the source of what's feeding me is far greater than what you could ever give me. Money can't buy this. It's, it's not for sale. I'm not for sale. I understand my value and it's in the feeding of the flow. I'm going to stay planted. How about you? 
And then when times come and you feel like you've moved from his presence, the great thing about God is the door, he has an open door policy. You can always go back. And the river will still be there waiting to heal you, to restore you, to make you better, to give you strength, to give you exactly what you need. This is the last thing I'm going to say. One thing that I discovered and I am discovering about the flow is that it will keep your heart glad. It doesn't matter what's happening. It will keep you smiling. And there's nothing more than the devil hates than to see you smile. It's okay, dry your eyes. Get planted. Drink from the river of God's presence. Because it's a holy place made just for you and I. I'm going to pray. There's so much more I can unpack here. I didn't even deal with the tree of good and evil. There's so much more. But I feel like God has said exactly what he needed to say to our hearts. Let us pray. Father, eternal God, I thank you for what it is you have done and spoken in this house today. And now, God, remind us to stay planted, to feed from the flow of your river. And remind us that it's enough, that we don't need any outside, anything outside of us, that everything we need is already on the inside. Help somebody to remember that they can always come home they can always have the peace that they so desire, the joy that they always wanted, the love that maybe others couldn't or didn't give. Help us, Lord, to, to feed from the flow because it's a place that's beautiful. It's a garden that quenches every thirst, that heals every wound. Thank you, Lord. It's a place that reminds us of how much you love us. Now, God, if someone is here under the sound of my voice that does, not, does, that does not know you in the pardon of their sins, I ask, oh, Father, we ask that you would touch their hearts right now, that they will confess with their mouths and believe in their hearts that you are the risen King and Savior, that they will begin to give their lives to you in this moment. And if someone already knows you and they are saved Father God, bring them back home if they strayed away. Tell them that the river is still flowing. It won't stop. We thank you. Whether or not you're a born-again believer of you, if this is your first time uh, making a confession within yourself that you want to give your life to Christ, I just want everybody to repeat after me this quick prayer of salvation, super quick. Uh, repeat after me. Father, I thank you that you have chosen me. I thank you that you lived and died just for me. I ask and I declare that I believe that you rose from the dead to give me salvation. And I declare upon that faith that I am saved, I am saved, I am saved. Hallelujah. Listen, if that word blessed you today, I ask that you would put your hands together and thank God uh, for speaking to your hearts. Amen. 
Amen. Let us stand now and receive our worship team. pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share. Thank you for stopping by our station. And until next time, may the peace of God be with you.